Hey everyone, we're back with another episode of Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. We have two shows to talk about today. It's true, we do. <laughs> and hopefully they'll be more exciting than this intro. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> One of them is Kimmy Schmidt, RIP, it's over, we're going to talk about the ending. Mm-hmm. And the second one is Russian Doll on Netflix. But for starters, since it was the end of Kimmy Schmidt, we thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about our favorite, <laughs> our favorite series finale. Z- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is going to be a long episode. <laughs> I'm having a great time. <laughs> In that case, you should go first. Okay. So my number three is 30 Rock. And 30 Rock, it got my third spot because it's just, I think that it's a two-parter and both of the episodes are pretty good standalone episodes, Mm -hmm. which I like. Um, I prefer a finale that isn't just finale, like it's not all just flashbacks kind of thing. Like I like it when it's also a good episode. Yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like 30 Rock, there are a lot of funny new jokes and they also pay off some longtime jokes like um about kenneth being ageless and stuff mm-hmm. and yeah so i just think it's a good solid finale i have uh, my number three it, i tried to do a shocking one because the other two won't be as shocking but for number three i chose lost Ooh, i always forget that you are a lost fan yeah i am And I forget, too. It's fun to remember those things about yourself. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I feel like that show kind of went through some not-so-great phases, but, like, that finale was, like, really good. So that's my number three. Cool. And I have not watched all of Lost. But did you watch some of it? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen, like, a lot of the first season and then bits and pieces of later. Like, second and third, I think. Okay. How many total seasons are there? Good question. Probably, like, five. (laughs) Let's do a save five. (laughs) Good thing I have my trusty IMDb on demand. Six. Six. Wow. So close. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a long season too. Well, remember how TV seasons used to be like 20 episodes? That's how, why it's so daunting to start up one of these dramas from that time. Literally 22 episodes in season three. That is crazy. 23 in season one. Plus these streaming... 25 in season one i think i said i meant so there's 23 in season two and 25 in season one yeah that is really daunting to like start up a show like that Mm -hmm. but now that we have such quick on-demand service they have to give it give it to us in shorter pieces and i'm grateful oh yeah there's nothing like a seeing a 10 episode season Mm -hmm. yeah it's like 10 Mm -hmm. or less please Mm -hmm. i feel like that's all we talk about is how we love TV so much, but we want it to be short and sweet. Mm-hmm. It's like a love-hate relationship. <laughs> yeah. We recognize that it takes up a lot of our time because we like to watch a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So we prefer when it technically takes us a shorter amount of time. Exactly. Well, I was actually thinking the other day, now with the podcast, I watch at minimum eight shows a month. Wow. Like, that's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, technically, we haven't always done, like, two shows an episode. No, so, that's like, true. But I, I would say, like, like, four to six. It's true. But then there's also TV that I'm watching 
yeah in extracurricularly the yeah that's true i did i have watched like a couple seasons of things that i haven't we haven't even talked about <laughs> it's so crazy <laughs> Oops. but it's fun that's like a a super secret i feel like the shows that we watch and don't talk about on I the podcast know. what could they possibly be <laughs> <laughs> okay back to the list okay my number two and this is one that i worry is also going to be on your list <laughs> will be Maybe, actually. I left one off my list that I thought you would have. I should have also done that. But I can't. But it's also not one that I talk about as much as you. It's Mad Men. Okay. okay. (laughs) Okay. It's Mad Men. But the finale is so good. I I loved it. Let me just. So we can both talk about it. It is my number one. Okay. Then my most favorite series finale. Just thinking about it, I'm so happy. It's so good. Two things I really love about it. Okay. It's tr- so true to the show because it has so much ambiguity to it, mm-hmm. but in like a f- super fun way, mm-hmm. like and with not, Dawn. Yeah. It's it's just, it's so true to the show. Yes. It, and it's not too much where you're like, no, what the heck did, like, they just left us in the middle of nowhere. Like, Yeah. Like, which I have not watched The Sopranos yet, but that is the one I always hear about that it literally yeah. cuts off in the middle of a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely doesn't do that. And I love... The happy endings. Mm-hmm. It's so surprising because I was kind of bracing myself to be like... Everyone what? to die. Yeah. Like, what kind of misery are they going to put all these people I love through? Mm-hmm. But everyone, almost every character ends in really good place for them. Mm-hmm. That makes sense for their characters. Yes. It's just so good. Yes. And I feel like that's really hard to do with a series finale a lot of times I feel like the characters end up in situations that I don't feel like are true to them just for the sake of, like, tying things up. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I was actually just thinking about the girls' finale, actually, while I was talking about that. That was a weird, kind of a weird finale. It was really weird. Because Hannah ends up in, like, a weird place that I don't really feel like is very natural. And I don't know if I feel this way, but do you think that Lena could have wanted to do that just to be so different? Probably. And because it was another way to tie her away from her actual self. Yeah. Because it was very clear that, like, that's not how she is in real life, is how I took it. And it was a kind of a bummer finale for me because my favorite characters weren't even in it. The second to last episode was, my like, one of my favorite episodes. It's wow. really good. Thinking about this, I don't even know where it came from, but Yeah. Like, that should be the finale. Yeah, it should have been. And then just, like, maybe ten minutes of the actual finale could have been put in the second to last episode. I agree. Like, as an epilogue. Yeah. It didn't, the whole, as um, an entire episode, Mm -hmm. it was depressing. Yeah. It just kind of made me feel weird. Anyway, back to the finales we loved. (laughs) (laughs) So since we already talked about my number one, I'll just say my number two was... Or is the Americans. And I'm just dying for you to finish it because I think it would be on your list too. Mm-hmm. It's another one that is really good at tying things up, but still leaving a lot to the imagination as for like what you have made of that character. It was on a lot of uh, best finales list I saw. I didn't read anything about it. Mm-hmm. I just saw that it was there. Mm-hmm. So... You're up there with the experts. Yeah. It was definitely my favorite episode of the series. Oh, wow. I feel like that means a lot. Yeah, it really says a lot. 
So, okay, yeah. Your number one's Mad Men. My number one, and you probably guessed it, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I left off my list (laughs) because I figured you would have it. It's just such a great one. It's one, I feel like it does a really good job. Again, it feels like a good um, standalone episode in that it's continuing and resolving plot lines from the season. I love the way that Coach and Tammy's conflict resolves because it's it's a really big deal in their marriage Mm -hmm. so i just love that they bring resolution but still also um like you're still learning new things about the characters somehow yeah it's so good and they bring back old favorites which is really fun Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel like in a way that they're just kind of randomly there like it makes sense that they're all back home Mm -hmm. and stuff and it just makes me cry a lot like, the first time I ever watched it, my roommate came home and I was like, hey. And she was like, what happened to you? Because I had mascara all over my face. Oh my gosh, I love that. It was so funny. Yeah, I just, I, I think it's so great. It is so great. I mean, almost watched the Mad Men and Friday Night Lights finales today just to refresh my memory and to cry. But I ran out of time. Did you think of any finales that you hate? You know, one that keeps coming to my mind is, I don't feel like I hated it, but it was just It's rare that I hate one. Yeah. Because, like, if you've watched it till the end, you're not going to watch it because you hate it, Mm -hmm. for the most part. You never finished New Girl, right? No, I haven't yet. The finale is mostly just a lot of, like, oh, remember this time and this time and this time. It's just lazy to me. Yeah. And then, like, the whole episode is about... Yeah. It's just kind of wasn't that fun to watch. I was, like, on my phone, and I was actually, like, talking to my roommate during most of it, and I never even went back and rewatched it. Like, yeah, it was just kind of, like, unfortunate. But still, like, good, because I love those characters. Mm-hmm. The one, just looking back, it's just, like, kind of bizarre, mm-hmm. is Felicity, because basically um, they wrap up the show kind of, like, for, like, the fifth episode to the end Mm -hmm. and then in the final four episodes jj abrams just kind of like went crazy and there's they like go back in time literally and like felicity's like what if i had chosen this instead she like lives through those decisions and like certain characters randomly die it's so weird but then at the very end it's like everyone's back to normal but also in a way that doesn't make sense anymore because they messed with the timeline. It's bizarre. Well, that's actually very interesting that you bring that up because I feel like that ties in very well to both Kimmy Schmidt and Russian Doll. Hey, yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Another week where I segue into something before it's time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, it's weird. It's almost like J.J. Abrams... Had all these, like, sci-fi ideas Mm -hmm. that later he would get to use, Mm -hmm. but he wanted to, like, try them out out. on this, like, (laughs) college drama. Yeah. But it's weird. Like, anytime I'm discussing that show with people who've watched it, it's just like, yeah, you just kind of have to ignore those last four episodes and kind of pretend that they're, like, bonus features or something. It's it's weird. That's pretty wild. It's annoying because the episode right before those is, like, a really great ending mm-hmm. and then they like blow everything up they're literally like bonus in some episodes ways. yeah it's so or like weird. special features yeah it really feels like an, just an alternate ending it's like felicity bandersnatch edition 
Were there any other ones? Not really. I mean, people talk about the Seinfeld uh, finale a lot because when it first aired, I guess it was like a huge bomb. But it's funny because now when I watch it, I wouldn't say it's my, my favorite episode, but I think it's kind of clever how they bring in so many old quirky characters. It would have been much better if it were it's normal 30 minutes long, but it's they made it an hour. And oh. so it just drags and it kind of changes um, like the typical momentum of each episode. Just do part one, part two, two episodes. Yeah. When you're used to a 30 minute episode, it will seem longer than when it's an hour even if you have good good material. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's like all just like a mental thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, another one was The Office. And I watched that finale even though I hadn't watched a, for like a few seasons at mm-hmm. that point. And so I didn't really know all those new characters. very Like I didn't really know what was going on there. I did love how they brought back Steve Carell. It was really sweet and really funny, and it was nice seeing him happy, because Michael was, like, the saddest character at times. Yeah. And so that was really nice. That's funny, because when I was looking at other people's lists of best series finales, I saw a picture from the finale, and I was like, wow, I forgot that I never watched this, and I didn't even know that that happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Dwight and Angela, like, getting married? Yeah, because he comes back for the wedding. Yeah, didn't even know that happened. So props to the world for not spoiling that for me. <laughs> yeah, that's actually crazy. <laughs> Especially like you, the research queen. <laughs> that's nuts. But here's the thing. I am a research queen, but you're the research queen of like things you haven't seen. And I mm. don't do that. That is true. I do. Because like, you'll tell me a whole plot line of a whole movie as if you've seen it and watched it 50 <laughs> times. And then in the end, you're like... Oh, I haven't seen it. I just like know that, and I'll be like, "What?" <laughs> it's and it's hap- It's currently happening with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be like, "Oh yeah, that." I'm glad I knew about that before I saw it. <laughs> but at this point, I'm blind with Game of Thrones stuff. Great. Mm-hmm. So am I. That's funny. That's a fact about myself that I didn't really think about, but it is 100% true. It is. Okay. Well, should we dive into TV news? Yes. Yes, we should, because okay. there's a lot. It's a big news week. I want to start by asking you if you watched the full trailer for What We Do in the Shadows. I did. How did you feel? I I just have to say, it feels just like they're trying to repeat the movie. Well, that's I just kept being like, where's Taika? It's weird. It's like other people are reenacting act- just scenes straight up from the movie. Mm-hmm. And so it's weird... That, like, Taika and Jemaine are, like, presenting this show and they're not in it mm-hmm. yet and stuff. It's just, it's kind of, it makes me feel kind of weird. But I and- will say it's just, like, the trailer. So, I mean, the yeah. movie's, what, an hour and, like, 30 minutes long? And so, clearly, they're gonna have more content than that because it's a whole TV show. Totally. And I think, because you know how they always talk about how the first the pilot episode of The Office is, like, line for line, almost the same as the British version. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's kind of a situation like that. But it is odd. Because most people probably haven't even seen that movie. Yeah, it's true. So they're kind that, of, like, yeah. it's fresh to them. Mm-hmm. But it's also weird that, at least from the trailer, with the exception of, like, a couple of the vampire characters, they're, like, the same exact character, mm-hmm. even. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting as they 
I hope they kind of move away from that and have like new things going on. Yeah. Because I was kind of just like, well, now I just rather would watch the movie. On the lines of Taika, um, he was the producer of this New Zealand movie called The Breaker Uppers that came out in New Zealand last year. That looks really funny. It's actually starring one of the women from What We Do in the Shadows. And it's about these two women who their business is to people pay them to break up with people for them. And the previews have all been really funny. And I'm excited because this month it's finally going to be streaming on Netflix. Can't wait. Yeah, I watched the trailer again because I got an ad for it. And it just looks really funny. Why your phone knows you so well. (laughs) Yeah, shocker. (laughs) Well, when it records everything I say, it's like, it's gonna know the content that I want. I saw that Priyanka Chopra is going to be in a feature film adaptation of Wild Wild Country. I just, I didn't even know they were making that. A, B, I'm excited to see it. Mm -hmm. She's gonna be a great Sheila. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the post was like, click to see who she's playing but i think it's pretty obvious that she's gonna be <laughs> sheila yeah write your clickbait better yeah <laughs> who's she gonna be the bogwan yeah maybe actually <laughs> that'd actually that. be pretty good i joined that be cult. pretty good <laughs> one other thing i really wanted to bring up is christy Teigen. yes okay Kenan. i'm glad you're bringing this up because i was going to talk about it too <laughs> keenan thompson jeff foxworthy <laughs> and Amanda Silas, is that how you pronounce her name? I don't have, I, I don't know who she is. She's on Insecure. Oh! And she's a stand-up comedian, and the four of them are going to be on a comedy competition called Bring the Funny. The poster for it is hilarious because it's, like, the worst Photoshop job of all time. It's like, they used not a photo shoot photo of Chrissy Teigen, but, like, a pop, like, a party photo, like, a red carpet photo well, it's cr- funny it's because literally that we actually have the pictures up on our phone from like different news sources, and the picture I have has the actual pictures that they were taken on. It was like, look, you can see in the background. Yeah, and the and one then- that NBC <laughs> tweeted out, it's like they just cropped out the background and like stuck them all on one piece of paper. Well, and did you see Chrissy's tweet? Yes. That was like, I don't have it, but oh. she said. Like, yes, we definitely were all in the same room when they po- took this photo. Yeah. But it's just so odd. I mean, Chrissy's hilarious, but it's just so funny that she's going to be, like, a judge of a comedy competition. Well, did you see that she posted about it and John Mayer commented and was like, you're funny. Yes. And so it's confirmed she's a comedian. It's going to be so funny. Plus, I mean, I think she's probably funnier than Jeff Foxworthy. Well, she's 100. 100- I think she's funnier than <laughs> Kanan Thompson. Yeah. Days of all that and Kanan and Kel excluded. Mm-hmm. I think you yeah. did amazing, groundbreaking work on those shows. Where, where can we find all that? Why isn't that streaming? That's a great idea. That's our, our homework for this week is okay. trying to find all that. Um, also, have you ever seen um, Amanda, who's on Insecure, like her stand-up? No. She's so funny because she's like the exact opposite of what she plays on Insecure. Oh, interesting. She's so funny. Do you ever remember there was like a news segment where they were interviewing that kind of men's rights guy who had a book about being a man and how he said the quote about like what a, about, he was like pro catcalling or something. And he was like, the only thing a woman wants to hear more than anything in the world is how beautiful she is. <laughs> Did you ever see that? I feel like I've watched that, but 
I don't recall. Because when, so it was like, when, when they have on, the, like on CNN, when they have three people. Yeah. And he was one of them. And Amanda was one of the, was the third one. Oh, next so you're to the just host. like watching her facial expressions? Yeah. And she was making these faces just like, huh? Like, <laughs> she was so funny. And that was like my first exposure to her. Okay. And so anyway, she's just hilarious. We'll so yeah, that'll be that. very intriguing. Coming to NBC. I'll have to tweet out this picture because it, I mean, the show's going to be hilarious because this picture is already the funniest thing. (laughs) Well, on ABC, a John Mayer song is going to become a new series. And it's the song Heart of Life. Great song. Great song. And that's about all we know. And I am... A little hesitant, but I'm trying to have, I have faith. Because John is like, it sounds like he's going to be like involved a little bit. So interesting. Like, I wonder, so did, didn't they say something about it being about two brothers? Yeah. So it says like, Heart of Life follows two sets of adult siblings from wildly different worlds who discover they are related and must reassess everything they thought they knew about their shared father. As they explore oh. the mystery of their separate childhoods, they will experience the difficulty in overcoming the sins of the past and learn the joys of reuniting with long-lost family. So is this going to be like One Tree Hill? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's A show I have never watched. You've never watched that, but <laughs> I definely have. <laughs> so like a pretty complex plot off of this one song. Yeah, that I, I need to, was... like, go back and read the lyrics of that song. I know. I get, uh, you know what I'm mixing it up with right now when I was trying to remember the lyrics were the words of Stop This Train. Mm, yeah. Because it talked about, like, him and his dad and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. We'll see. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more and, like, who's going to be cast and stuff. Yeah, I actually, I think I missed this at first, but it says Ben Queen from Cars 2 and 3, Melvin Marr, well, they're writing, and they're writing the script. Oh, you're right. It's funny that someone in Ben Queen wrote the Cars scripts because, like, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Where'd you get that name? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, me too. I'll be interested to see who is actually cast. <laughs> <laughs> I want Ben Queen to be in more stuff. <laughs> he sounds great. The last thing I have is that Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop is gonna have a series on Netflix. It sounded like you were saying... Her goop. Like, like her poop. <laughs> or something. No. That's not what I was saying. Gwyneth Paltrow's goop. Yeah, that's but what that's it what is. it is. It's just funny. Yeah, she's like hosting 30 minute episodes. And it's funny because just the first comment I see on this post is like, quote, fake news, the series. <laughs> Which, it will be interesting because Goop is always in controversy, so mm-hmm. we'll see about that. It's like white privilege, the show. Exactly. Rich, rich, rich people mm-hmm. doing yoga and eating grass. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not even a Gwyneth hater. I don't really have a strong opinion about her. I think she could be ridiculous, but I don't dislike her, you know? No. Yeah. Same. So, power to her. And judging from... Her Instagram comments that I see on comments by celebs on Instagram, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm hoping that she comes to the show with, like, this sense of self-awareness. Yeah. And, like, maybe a little bit of sarcasm to mm-hmm. it, too. Like, make it more funny. Yeah. yeah. I feel like she would. I think it would be funny. Like a snarky Martha Stewart TV show. 
Yeah. Maybe. That's what I would like to see. So that would, well, I think we'll I'd see if she will. listens to you. I hope she does. I hope she <laughs> listens every week. Sorry what I said about your poop, Gwyneth. Well, should we go Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah, let's do Kimmy Schmidt first. So this was interesting because they split this last series season into two parts. And the first half aired in May. And then the second half just aired, was posted, air, I don't know what the technical term is for, put on Netflix. It's dropped. <laughs> yeah, dropped. Just this last week. And Jordan hadn't watched the first half, so she watched the whole, the season as a whole, and I watched it in two parts. And so our experiences were actually a little different, and it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like I liked it less than Jordan did, but I think that a lot of it has to do with having to watch it in two parts. I agree with that, because I was kind of surprised when I was I was talking to you about it, and I was like, oh, I really liked how they wrapped everything up, and you were like, I liked it okay, but I didn't really know what was going on half the time. Mm-hmm. I probably should have gone back and watched it, but also, like, they should have just dropped it all at once. Yeah, it's weird that they split it up because... I like, for example, I was really surprised when I reached the episode that was the finale of the first half, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like the sixth episode of last year's set, because I didn't feel like it even left you on a cliffhanger. It was just kind of like your standard middle episode of a season. Mm-hmm. And so I was really surprised that that was where they left off. And then I felt like the next episode didn't feel like a premiere type of Mm -hmm. episode if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so i liked when i was just sitting and watching it but it's just so weird that they didn't resolve anything mid-season if it kind of was supposed to act as a finale well and i wonder like what was the purpose of that yeah like what what was the benefit of waiting to finish it this year like why could they not have just done it last year or like why did you drop any of it in may if you weren't done like just drop it all together in now <laughs> yeah it's very weird um but i remember when i watched it back in may i really really i actually really enjoyed the first half but the second half i did not enjoy as much i'm trying to remember if there was like a distinct difference to me in both halves i do know that i was really surprised how little the reverend was in the second half mm-hmm because he's such a huge, important character for the rest of the series. Like, he's kind of, like, the main antagonist for Kimmy. Like, he always kind of keeps coming up. Like, he's this big, bad villain that, mm-hmm. like, he'll do something new that's kind of crazy. At you least know, a little let bit. Me, let me be vulnerable and t- tell you for a second that when you were saying the Reverend, I was racking my brain. <laughs> trying to remember who the Reverend is. And I'm trying to think of, like, who is this character and it's because I just have a hard time remembering that the Reverend is John Hamm. And well, I say the Reverend because it's really hard for me to remember his whole name. Yeah. No. All I know is the sense. word Wayne. Yeah. But I yeah. don't remember because I know it's like that's the joke, is like mm-hmm. it's such a serial killer name. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard for me to remember, so I just say the Reverend. No, it makes sense. It was just <laughs> like hard for me to like connect the two because yeah. Anyway. But yeah, he was in the first half so much, and that's why I liked the first half so Mm -hmm. much. And in the second half, they only show him one time, but he's wearing a costume with, like, a head on. And so, like, who even knows if that's really him? 
I really doubt that that's him. I think because I think that if they had, if he were actually there, mm-hmm. they he would was, have included him. He more. was credited on IMDb. I saw it credited as his voice. Oh, so maybe that makes more so sense. So that, so that I think is the main reason I doubted that it was yeah. him because I was on IMDb I believe too. It. So just kind of blame because there's one episode in the first half that fake documentary that is really funny. Mm-hmm. It's like some of his funniest stuff on the whole series, I think. Mm-hmm. And we figured. I figured out on accident <laughs> that they actually have that episode just as, like, a regular TV episode on Netflix. Like, if you just searched, I may or may not have been just searching John Ham on Netflix to see what Netflix had. <laughs> we can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> and I saw the this episode that's, like, a standalone episode. Anyway, it was just funny. It's like a fun little Easter egg. Yeah. I couldn't remember, so there's a lot of cameos on the second half. Are there that many cameos in the first half? I think it's mostly in the second half. Okay. That's only for like a couple episodes Mm -hmm. each. Was Greg Kinnear in the first half at all? Oh, he was actually. Okay. Okay. Um, But it's weird because they kind of act like he'll be in it a lot and he's in one episode and then you don't see him again until like almost the last episode. Oh, interesting. Until the cat's stuff comes up. Yeah. So interesting. But one of my favorite quotes was, star of baby mama, Greg Kinnear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so, I love seeing people that have ties to Tina Fey be Mm -hmm. guest stars. It's hilarious. It really is the best. Something we were kind of talking about is, um, I think we both agreed that we like it. We think the show is strongest when it's not trying to do intense plot lines. Like it's just being kind of more like joke to joke. Yes. And not and trying like, to be serious. The little like flashbacks or like dream scenes and stuff like that. Those are the funny things. Mm-hmm. Like the whole Linda episode from season three. Oh, when he meets all the HR reps. Yeah, like stuff that like that is hilarious. like funny. But yeah, when they're trying to like have an actual storyline, it I get lost because things change so fast, mm-hmm. and then they just like drop things completely and never even go back to them. Well, there's no payoff. Mm-mm. I don't think... I'm trying to think of if there's one incident where there's any payoff with a serious thing. I think the closest they get that's, like, kind of a linear plot is the first season. Like, mm-hmm. with the trial. Yeah. That stuff all works. It makes sense. And it's really, like, well plotted out. Stuff like Jacqueline and Tobias Funke when they're, like, trying to rename the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how that ended. All I remember is that their relationship didn't work out because he got like a face transplant. (laughs) And that little bit was funny, but it didn't, it just kind of like went nowhere to me. It's hard for me to remember. It feels like I'm like trying to remember a dream. Yeah, I completely agree. I honestly don't remember a lot of the plot lines. I just remember like the funny things. So that's why I wish that they would just like, would have just like stuck with that a little bit more and just like had it be like kind of a day-to-day thing and not have to be like this big dramatic plot lines. I agree with that because I guess I just said it. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that because you basically just said exactly what I just said. Yeah, so for some reason I'm just really drawn to that idea. (laughs) Um, I just, I, I did have a good time watching it. I think um, I was a little burned out when the the first half was dropped last year because mm-hmm. I remember you were kind of surprised that I hadn't watched it yet. Yeah. 
And I was like, I don't know. I guess I'll get to it. And so then when we decided we were going to talk about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to get back into it. And so it was fun to, like, revisit this weird world. Yeah, and, like, these characters that you love. Oh, yeah. I feel like this show, the greatest thing it gave the world was Titus Andromeda. Yes. He consistently is the funniest. He always makes me laugh, even if I'm kind of confused as to what the storyline is doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Every single, he always surprises me with however he ends his sentences. Mm -hmm. Like, that is such a gift. They're not even, like, very obvious things either. Sometimes you have to pause it and rethink what he just said, and then it's like, that was hilarious. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I feel like, um, not, I didn't feel this way that much in this last season, which I was glad about, but the previous season, I found myself being tired of Kimmy, Mm -hmm. which made me sad because in the first season... I think that the first season is just perfect. It, like, is really uplifting and yet oddly dark because Mm -hmm. you're dealing with her complete, like, terrifying trauma. Mm -hmm. And yet it's still... And also, like, they're... They have no money. Like, they're just trying to survive on, like, literal dirt, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Mm -hmm. But it's still just, like, this funny, colorful, wacky show. And it's just so good. And it, like, the whole season has, like... Beginning, middle, end, middle, end. It's just, it's just a great episode or season of TV. No offense to Tina Fey, but it kind of just feels like they stopped caring about it and just like finished it up because they had to, and not necessarily because they wanted to. Like there was no promo for it, and yeah, it just kind of felt like it was a side project mm-hmm. instead of like an actual priority. Yeah, I agree with that. It's weird how little they promoted it. Especially when I feel like they still have a strong following over the years. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. It's, I don't know. People still get excited about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I haven't seen anyone post about it. Busy Phillips promoted it like one time. Yeah. And she's in it. Yeah, she's in it. And it was... She was good. She's really good. She was a really fun and surprising cameo. It's like one of the last shows I would expect her to guest star on. Mm-hmm. She was really funny. One of the more, like, when they're trying to address a serious topic plotline that was really odd to me, not the topic itself, but the way, like, I'm confused about their message about it, Mm -hmm. was they have kind of a, like, well, not kind of, it's like a really blatant Me Too plotline with Titus. Mm -hmm. Like, they even bring in Ronan Farrow, who is the person who's, like, broke the internet with the Harvey Weinstein article. Exactly. And so they have kind of, like, a Harvey Weinstein character who's like a Muppet in Kimmy Schmidt Mm -hmm. and um well it's like a puppeteer who's using their Muppet to right that's how I read it well it's kind of ambiguous because they just call him Mr. Flumpus yeah and they never talk about the puppeteer like they act like he's not there it's very it's confusing to me which I'm sure that's part of the joke but yeah I found it very odd yeah and also really gross and creepy so it's just it's Sometimes the opinions that they seem to be taking on the show confuse me. Like, so in this one, for example, Ronan Farrow calls Titus and is like, I'm going to break this story. We're going to take him down. Like, please share your story. And Titus, like, wants to because he knows it's wrong, but he doesn't want to ruin, like, have that be what he's known for, Mm -hmm. which is totally valid concern. That's why so many women never spoke up about anyone in the industry. Or... In general. Yeah, exactly. Not just in Hollywood. And so he doesn't, but then he sees that this year at the Tonys, they're inviting victims of 
sexual like pe- nominees and people in Broadway are at the Tonys are bringing people like as their plus ones who are victims of sexual assault and harassment. And so he's all sad because he didn't get invited to the Tonys because no one knew about his experience. But then he basically ends up on top, like he achieves all these goals of his. And it's almost like, so are you saying that you're better off if you don't speak up? Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like, so what is your like message here? Another time I felt like this was in a previous season when Kimmy meets a guy at a party and he is like hitting on her and she's into it. And then he's like, okay, will you fill out this? Like he pulls out this huge long form He's like, please fill this out to um, oh yeah, like consent to my consent form. But at this whole time, they're making fun of him, mm-hmm. and so it's almost like they're making fun of like how millennials are obsessed with consent. And I remember watching that and being like, wait, but consent is a good thing. Like, so why is that a punchline? So there's just like little kind of messages that I'm kind of like, what is the message behind it? And I like I know you're kind of trying to be like subverting the norm and like being crazy but it just seems kind of like out of touch to me yeah well like you could do that better but they don't do it that well so like they should just avoid doing it altogether because the best part of the show is not when they try to address serious society things yes (laughs) very eloquent (laughs) we do our best (laughs) serious society things (laughs) Serious things in society. Yeah. <laughs> issues. Issues. Better word than things. And I feel like it's they address things like that when it's just in a one-liner. Like Titus being ridiculous. Yeah. Not like, don't make it an entire focus of an Plot episode point. or, a, yeah, of an well, arc. Well, it's also funny because then there, on the other hand, you have Kimmy who, like, writes this book about men not being disgusting perverts, basically, but it's like mm-hmm. a children's book. So it's just like kind of a weird thing that doesn't really add up yeah because that is actually good like a good spin on it and they did a good job i think in the big well and do you even remember this because it was in like the very beginning of the first half of the season and it's when she gets accused of sexual harassment oh yeah yeah. i do remember it because they bring it up in the second half oh okay and it actually was like kind of a clever spin on it it was funny because it all kind of comes out of Kimmy just being super naive. And it's okay to make fun of that, in my opinion, because, like, you need to be aware of how your actions are being uh, taken Portrayed. by the other person. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought that was, like, a clever spin on it. And so then I thought it was so weird to then, Backtrack like... all of that, yeah. basically. Yeah, I Because it's basically, like, this other guy's career, like, all... Titus was right. All this other guy was known for was being a victim, but then Titus got everything he ever wanted for staying qu- after staying quiet. Mm-hmm. And that is not really a lesson I think we should teach. No. So it's just odd. I agree. I feel like it's worth finishing. Yeah, there were still quite a few laugh out loud moments. Yeah. It's still really good. <laughs> but I don't think any season after the first season has totally captured the magic of that first season for no. me. But... It's still fun, and yeah, it was fun to revisit that crazy world they live in. And Titus. Titus. I would, I would watch a spinoff. I kind of wish they had spun it off in the middle. Yeah, I did too. And just focus on him, because yeah. he's always the highlight. And, I mean, 
We can't. I don't want to go without bringing up Jacqueline too. I do love Jacqueline. Yeah, she's a, and she's really great. She's so good, and her hair's amazing, just perfect. Mm-hmm. She's like never looked so beautiful. Yeah, she looks really good on it. So kind of want a Titus Jacqueline spinoff. Sorry, Kimmy. Sorry, Kimmy. You're breakable, I guess. <laughs> well, there's only so much they could really keep doing with Kimmy. I think. Well. She, and, and, like, she's not really even getting smarter. No. Like, she's still, like, she uses the, she used, like, the R word uh, in, like, one of the first episodes of the second half. I totally half. forgot about that already. It was weird and gross. She's still not even, like, learning lessons. And I, it was weird that they didn't, they had the other characters kind of gasp, mm-hmm. but that was really it. They didn't, like, say, like, Kimmy, you don't say that. It was weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even know why they put that in it. I didn't either. I was confused by that. Moving on. Moving on to the second show we watched. Russian Doll on Netflix. Oh, it's funny that we're doing Tina and Amy. <gasps> we did <gasps> not even... We did not plan that. But it's perfect. How did we not even think about that? Oh my gosh. It's like our subconsciouses are so much smarter than our consciousness. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So, Tina did Kimmy Schmidt. Now we're on to Amy Poehler, who did Russian Doll. Mm-hmm. She's not in the show. She was a producer. Mm-hmm. And... And, like, creator and writer, I think, with Natasha. Yeah. Which yeah. is so... Like, they make such an interesting pair. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Overall, I really liked this show. Do you want to give a brief overview? I'm going to do my best. This one will be kind of tricky. Thank you. The main character's name is Nadia. She's played by Natasha Leone, who is best known for um, Orange is the New Black. And she's kind of like a cult comedy actress. She's in the 90s, the late 90s movies, um, But I'm a Cheerleader. And I think a lot of people know her from that. Oh, and she was in the American Pie movies. Which I've never seen. Oh, yeah. But I know she's in them. Well, it's funny because, yeah, I don't think I've seen, like, anything she's ever done. Did you, like, recognize her or not really? Yeah, I recognized like, her. Like, being around. Yeah. Okay, so, basically, it's like a Groundhog's Day situation. She starts out at her own birthday party that her friend is throwing for her. She doesn't really want to be there. And she keeps trying to leave... And each time she does, she dies in a different way and then wakes up back at the birthday party. And so basically the show is about her trying to figure out what is going on and like just kind of solve the mystery of why this is happening to her. Yeah, fix it. Yeah, and and make sure it stops. And before you are like, oh, blah, boring, it's another Groundhog's Day style show because there are a lot of them, shows or movies. Mm-hmm. And I personally kind of like stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but um, I know it's easy to get kind of fatigued on it. But one thing I liked about this one that set it apart was that um, it's not just this one day. Like, there's times when she makes it through to the next day or even a couple days after that, but she always dies. So it's more like, so you do get to see more and she gets to like learn more clues as to what's happening to her. Yeah, and, like, the reality that she's in, things, like, change each day, too. So, like, you're not technically seeing the same exact thing over and over and over again. You will in the first episode, and it might get a little tiring, but Mm -hmm. here's a testimony that it will change. So keep watching. Yeah. I felt a little bit fatigued after the first episode, mostly because it just felt like I was watching the trailer. Totally. 
basically, if you've seen the trailer, yeah, you've seen almost the whole first episode. Yeah. I also liked, I feel like this was one of the first times I've seen the person be so proactive at trying to solve the mystery. Because mm-hmm. it, it at times it really felt like a straight up mystery show. Because yeah. she's like talking to a bunch of different people. And I feel like it's kind of refreshing seeing her kind of get the hang of it faster than in other movies about this. I feel like that's really true. And I feel like as a viewer, I was also trying to be like, why is this happening? And like, have they given us clues as to like, what's going on? Her character also, you can tell right off the bat that she probably doesn't make the best life choices. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't have assumed that she would be so smart and like quick to like solve it. Totally. She's a pretty surprising character like that. Yeah, I really, I re- she did an amazing job. Yeah, I loved her in it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's hard to make a character that you know is, like, such a self-saboteur mm-hmm. to, um, it's hard to, like, love that character. But she does a really good job. Like, you really want her to succeed. Like, towards the end, I was getting pretty stressed out when it seems pretty close to her that she's not gonna, like, fix this mm-hmm. part of it. Um... But she was really interesting to watch. It would have been, I think, a much more boring show if it were a different actress. Yeah, I think so, too. And I felt like she was very self-aware. Mm-hmm. Which I love. Mm-hmm. I love when shows well, have that. Well, because, like, they're actually, they're older, too. They're not, like, teenagers. They're, like, in their 30s. Yeah, I think she says she's, like, 36. Yeah. I also, I don't want to spoil anything because this, it really started getting good when there was, like, a pretty big plot development. Um, probably like three or four episodes in because the first two it was a little sluggish for me personally because it is pretty repetitive and she hasn't really caught on yet but it's easy to be patient because every episode's only 30 minutes yes and that's our as we've said our favorite thing yeah it's our favorite I also think I went into it thinking it was going to be much more of a comedy than it was because it has Amy Poehler's name attached to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more of a drama. There was definitely some dark comedy to it mm-hmm. and like comedic stuff. Well, but like it was more of like a heavier drama. I agree with that for sure. I think that Natasha, I think that's kind of her whole vibe. Yeah, that's like what I've read is that she's like the queen of the dark comedy. Yeah, and she really nails it because, mm-hmm. like, she has, like, a tinge of comedy to everything she says, but she's also saying something terrible to someone. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, like mean comedy almost. Mm-hmm. Like, because, but you can, but she says it in a way that you know that she's saying it because she's, like, so hurt inside. Mm-hmm. So Which is, like, hard to do. Yeah. She really felt like a real person. Yeah, she did. And, like, I wanted to be around her. Mm-hmm. She was really... Which is funny because that's not the kind of person I would think I would want to be around. No, but I think just because she's she was so like brutally honest with like her friends and yes. like who she was that it was refreshing. And her friends were so funny, mm-hmm. especially by the end. I was like, they are awesome. I love this like goofy set of friends. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, fun. I One of my favorite lines that I I really didn't take like any notes while I was watching this, but one thing I did take a note of was someone says to her, one of her friends is like, I forgot you're turned off by chivalry. (laughs) And I love that. A, because I relate. B, because it just feels so refreshing to be talking about two women-centered TV shows because it's been a heavy men-filled 
<laughs> month of terrible shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying. It was, it really was such a welcome change of pace to mm-hmm. have like two shows that are lighter. I mean, it, going from watching freaking abducted in plain sight to then the next thing being Kimmy Schmidt was night and day. It Which was is funny great. because Kimmy was also abducted. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it's crazy. So that's what Kimmy, it's like maybe a smooth transition. Yeah. And then, yeah, like Russian doll wasn't necessarily light, light. No, but it also was just like, it was hopeful though. Yeah. It's like definitely very optimistic. Yeah. And, and it's realistic. not like terribly heavy. No. It's still just, like, problematic parents and there's a homeless guy in it. Like, yeah. that's, like, the heaviest it gets. Like, there's totally. a lot of drugs. Yeah, there's drugs. And there. it's also, like, certain things that are sad just because, like, she won't let herself be happy. Yeah. It's that kind of I heavy. I guess there's also, like, depression and, like, suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. I guess but that's pretty kind of, dark. <laughs> but it handles it in, like, it's darkly comic. Yeah. Even talking about stuff like that. But yeah. Not, and it's not that also, it makes light of that stuff at no, all. No, it doesn't. But it's just kind of, like, being honest about life. Yeah, and, like, how to resolve those issues. Totally. And it's, yeah, it's all kind of about feeling like that and how can you move on. Mm -hmm. And, like, helping other people also move on and connecting with people. Yeah, it is. So it was, I I really liked it. And it's, like, the more I think about it, the more I liked it, too. Same. And, like, I already kind of want to rewatch it now that I, like, kind of know the vibe more. Totally. And, like, you have this relationship with her character and Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would rewatch it, and it's only eight episodes and thirty minutes per episode, so it's totally doable. Yeah, very doable, and I've seen a lot of people talking about it. So yeah, it's a hot topic. So we recommend it, and we want you to watch it and talk to us about it. Yes, please. Um, who was your crush this week? Zachary Quinto. He was in some episodes of Kimmy Schmidt, and he was I, so funny. I won't give it away, but yeah, his his character was hilarious, and he looked so good. Yeah, he looked hot. And I've always loved him since he was in Heroes. I was excited to see him because I don't really feel like I've seen him in anything for a while. Yeah, I guess was is like Star Trek kind of the main thing he does now. Good question. I guess, which yeah. is. Weird, because I think he's a really good actor. Yeah, I think he's really good at being serious and not serious. Well, that was a great, a great choice. Thank you. Okay, mine is also from Kimmy Schmidt. It is Greg Kinnear. I knew it. I knew you would know, <laughs> because you know I love Greg Kinnear. Mm-hmm. And um, did you think he looked hot in it? I thought he looked like his normal Greg Kinnear <laughs> self. I made Jordan laugh, and now she's having a <laughs> cough attack. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, he did look like his normal Greg Kinnear self, so he looked really good. <laughs> I did think he was also hilarious. Yeah, I just love when actors can, like, come in and play themselves, but, like, a funnier version of themselves and more dramatic, and that's what he did. So he did a really great job. Yeah, just, like, roasting himself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hilarious. So, anyway, um, let us know if you watch either of them and how you felt about them. Yeah, we're- I'm- I'm really intrigued to hear how people feel about both, but especially Russian Doll. Yeah, because it's just different, and I haven't really watched anything like it. So, interested to see how it goes over with the crowd. Yeah, and I feel like it has something for a lot of different uh, people's preferences. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it's a good people pleaser. Mm-hmm. All right. See ya next week. Bye.